Welcome to the OC. I'm Phil, and this is my co-host, Corey. And tonight, we are talking about the Jonestown Massacre. And yes, it was a terrible fucking event. Terrible. It is. However, I think when they say call it a massacre, it's it, that word massacre invokes Im- certain imagery, right? You, you would yeah. think of people, I mean, clearly, if it's a massacre, you had people running through with machetes, hacking people up, right? This was or not the case. Guns. This was a mass suicide. Um, and we'll get into more detail, I guess, about that. But before 9-11, this was the biggest mass suicide or ma- mass casualties um, for Americans. Which In a was, single non-natural event. That's the, the, that's the, the term. Clarifying. Is that the that's <laughs> non-natural? I, non-natural. I, Lots no. of Americans have died. I, I guess there's been more than Amer- 900 Americans died at one time in natural events like earthquakes, yes. tsunamis, and yeah. forest fires. But right, but uh, as far as like induced death uh-huh. with with an agenda, um, and this is where we get the saying, you know, don't don't drink the Kool Aid, which wasn't actually Kool Aid. What was it, Corey? It was Flavor Aid, and it's often don't drink the Kool Aid. It says drink the. It's actually usually people say, you know, you're drinking the Kool Aid. They don't say don't yeah. drink the Kool Aid. They, yeah. It's usually not a cautionary tale. I always say, say don't drink the Kool Aid. I'm fucking dead serious about that. Don't do the it. Or, where, where, when I've worked in high tech, right? Yeah. You get part of that group think going on and it's like, oh, uh, you know, somebody's drinking the Kool-Aid and you'll have this with organizations where yeah. they do their, Weird. Uh, I don't know, their culty mission shit. statement. Well, so <laughs> IBM was very much like that. IBM, big blue. It was, you know, oh, you yeah. were IBM. Fastenal. Fastenal was bleed blue. That was really? their thing. Yep. Well, they, everything was blue shirts. The owner of a NASCAR team, they, you know, they were, but it was, you go to conventions, they fly all over the fucking place and uh, you would, you know, it, bleed blue. It's like, but that was IBM. Yeah. The blue. IBM was family. bleed blue or big blue. It was big blue, but they would do oh. the bleed blue thing too. They oh, would go off. Yeah. Oh, and it was so the funny thing with IBM was it was it was more relevant in the 70s before the 80s hit, right? Because yeah. in the 70s, you had a job for life. If you got on with IBM, yeah, you were gave good. your all because they would they were the they took care of you. You were part of the family. 80s hit, it was not a good time for IBM. People um, are bailing everywhere. <laughs> Well, they couldn't sell enough mainframes, right? Eighties, nineties. It's yeah. like what? What? You don't want to buy ten mainframes? Weird desktops. Weird. Um, so yeah, so there was a mass suicide. Over nine hundred people, um, three hundred of which were children. And the fact that I did not know this was a little bit disturbing to me. But two thirds of the the um, people were of African American descent. I was so- blown away. I was like, I did not. Fuck? I was not aware of how socially progressive Jim Jones was because he was very much. A well, we will get into that <laughs> integration. He for for a lot of what Jim Jones was, then you look at some of the things that he did. And yes, he was a, a very progressive individual for equal race rights. And there's he was also no a dirty that. communist. He was also a Marxist, dirty, filthy communist. Apparently. <laughs> People didn't like, oh, no, there's no apparently. He was a fucking tried true communist. Well, he, he believed in it. But yeah. so then he, you know, we're going to kind of just, I, I think, just kind of go over. So he forms, uh, you know, the the People's Temple. That's what you're basically, it was formed in, what was it formed in? 55. And that's, 
we'll get into his sort of how he got involved in the church. I think that's really important. I think that like he, he had a lot of factors that were stepping him in the right way. Like a lot of things fell in place. Did you find that when you were reading this, you went, Oh, you know, he had so a lot it's of hard influences. when you're digging through a lot of the information, right? Yeah. If you read any of the stuff that's highly critical of him. Yeah. It's well, hard not to be critical of, Jim Jones. Well, but. yeah, but his earlier years, um, like you gotta remember this happened in like so the actual event happens in 78, yeah. right? So I think, you know, I think the 74 was when they set up. So why don't we hear? I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so we're getting we ahead, but talk I, I, about Jonestown itself. So what is Jonestown? So jo- Jonestown was a you know, it was meant to be basically a communist sort of what do you call that uh, utopia utopia yeah guess so, what it didn't turn out like that it turned out to the other type look, of opia no dystopia it was dystopian so but what had happened um is and we'll get into that in a little further detail later when we start talking about him i think um is that they moved to guyana and there was a lot of reasons for that but one of the main reasons was it was considered like one of the safest places for nuclear like in the event of a, a nuclear world strike, Guyana was considered one of the safest places to be. That was and one this of, was one of the factors. issues you saw a couple times, right? Where yeah. this fear of imminent apocalypse. Now, mind you, yeah, well. they'll commit suicide at the end, folks. So I'm we're spoiling the story for you. Yeah. It does not work out. Right. A doomsday, they're not, but they weren't really a doomsday cult. They they weren't, but they were. Like I mean, were, yes, yeah. It's hard to hard to put your finger because these were not all stupid people, no. and you know I think that was one of the things that I learned most about this is that I think these were you know God fearing individuals who wanted a better life and were told that they would get a better life, and then they fucking end up in Guyana after selling all of their possessions and all of their worldly things and giving that money to Jim Jones, who is their fearless leader um, and him pissing through that money. And then they start to have hardships, like not having enough food. Well, they Um, had hardships before they were set up. So they moved to Guyana, Guyana, the 500 people went there for 500 congregation members went there first to establish Jonestown in the jungle. Now, fun fact, did you yeah. know Guyana was not necessarily their first choice? They had two choices. I thought it was Brazil. I thought, well, it was, it was. Oh no, it it's Bra- even worse. It's oh, even worse. Even worse than Brazil. Even no, worse. I didn't well, know about no, the second No, no, it's choice. even worse. So they had two plans for immediate action because of, as we, when we'll get into this about what was going on in the States, why they moved, why they well, set up yeah. Jonestown. Yeah. Canada was one of the options. Oh, well, isn't it good that they didn't fucking come here? I know, right? Even though- Because you imagine Northern Ontario or something? Well, you know, hey, we would have probably taken them with open arms and embraced their fucking craziness. Who knows? Um, But yeah, well, this is, this is, like, it all started in Indiana, right? This is where he started his first congregation, uh, which was more like your Pentecostal sort of- uh, you know church type idea like very that was christian a, very much christian orthodoxy not maybe not orthodox they were or, let's say orthodoxy christian in the sense that they might yeah. have been the pentecostals but yeah there was no doubt about who the messiah was the man upstairs. Uh, yeah the the line was pretty clear that he was going to preach the word of god and mm-hmm. uh 
you know, all that good stuff. But what he did, which was, was very unique, was that he wanted to include all ethnicities. He did not believe that, you know, the church was meant to be white. He believed that, you know, and, and this was from a young age, even that, you know, he, he had this really strong moral compass of, which is weird to say, but it's fucking true. He, he saw that, you know, that these races being, you know, shit on was bad, you know, and that he wanted to allow them to desegregate. He was ahead of his time in the sense that he really was racial integration. He said, well, there's no reason for us to be separate. Now, it's funny you mentioned. So since you brought it up, I have to touch on this. Sure. Go ahead. As a young man, apparently he liked to uh, lock his playmates in the loft of his family barn. So they would be his captive audience. He performed experiments on animals and conducted funerals for them. Yeah, I heard that. Um, apparently his need to the reason why he became evil was his need to control people his deceit and his anger towards people who would betray or abandon would usually get the better of him well so all these positive things about going off and you know the the social equality the racial justice that sort of thing yeah he believed that but he also believed hey you know what i'll fucking kill you if you (laughs) fucking kill you yeah i he yeah so he's a he's an enigma and everything I read is kind of like, okay, yeah, he was really good. Oh, and then he was not so good. You know, it was this, this weird tipping, as good as he could be, he could also be as evil as It fuck. was almost, I don't want to say bipolar because it wasn't that. He wasn't, he wouldn't suddenly flip. No. It was literally, you're walking around the pyramid and you're seeing another side to it. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, crap, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing the, the bad side now. Apparently, he was really impressed when Hitler killed himself to avoid his enemies capturing him and uh, yeah. his corpse. Yeah, that he was, was super was, impressed with that. He he was a big fan of, I don't know if he was a big fan of Hitler so much as he was a fan of communism. He believed. Social, yeah. Social, and to say communism know, is actually, he was, okay, in Marxism, the US in particular. Yeah. It, so, yeah, in Marxism in its own right was meant to be you know, a good thing. It wasn't never meant to be a bad thing. Um, but do you hear that? I do. Get, get out of here. Ma, I'm recording my podcast, Ma. Get that cat out of here. The fucking whiner. Stay classy, San Francisco. <laughs> what time are we at 34 minutes <laughs> anyway where the fuck was i uh okay we were talking about marxism oh yeah marxism okay so yeah he he really did believe in marxism that was where you know he believed that everybody could be equal and everyone could share everything but with him in control funny enough but you look at a lot of the marxist things exactly what happens exactly what happens right you you always got to have somebody who's the visionary that sets things up and what they're supposed to do is give that back yeah but they don't they don't they don't they want to pull it in they're like set themselves up with their yeah they're like i'm gonna have sex with all of you now (laughs) because you worship me oh yeah and but everybody else nobody has sex just me uh it's he weird call that they do this. The this is the culty thing, right? Like, yep. you know, you look at David Koresh. You look at, 
It didn't start. Culty. It did not That's start culty at all. It started as a like a like you say like a good thing. It started as hey, we're going to desegregate. If you're if you're Jewish, if you're black, Muslim, whatever, you can come and pray, or come and learn about this this church and, and be part of it. You know, yeah. there's no the, judgment the, here. The church itself. So the People's Temple ran social and medical programs for the needy, yeah. including a free dining hall, drug rehabilitation, and legal aid services. And that whole so message of social equity and social just and racial justice. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, and he called it, what do you call it? Social, social, um, or Christian socialism. That was Christian, the word. Yes, yes. That Sorry. was how he described what he wanted to do. He wanted to help everybody. He wanted, yeah. he, he felt as though that, you know, like for medical, for rehabilitation, for drugs or alcohol, you know, he, he was progressive. Like he was not a stupid guy. He was a smart guy, but he used that. Did you know how he raised money to start his own church? Uh, is that where he, the, the fucking, um, uh, like the gospel shit where they like go, oh, is Jim in the audience? <laughs> oh, no, that, that something. Remember he but... met that guy. He met the fucking, uh, and that, that was what one of the factors that changed his fucking life was he met those guys. But no, tell me more. I Maybe I. Apparently he raised to raise funds to start his own church. Yeah. He sold monkeys door to door. I, I don't did even know that. Now how, that you yeah. fucking say that he sold monkeys. Yes. Live did. monkeys. Live I don't monkeys. even know how you would break into that business. Seriously. Think about it. <laughs> what about my monkey? <laughs> like, what do you do? Well, I don't really walk up. Hey, what's his hey, name? I got George. all those monkeys. Curious I got, I got George. <laughs> but, but where do you get them from? Like, seriously. I'm going to bag of monkeys. about this to know where you would get, like, and say, hmm, you know what? It's, it's funny you say that because I'm like, yeah, that sounds strangely familiar. But he, he also believed, he, he saw that, hey, like, I can make money by, you know, making people believe something that's not there. And that's where these faith healers came in. Right. So yes. before he before he actually got his own temple, he started to I can't remember the guy's name. Um, I had in my notes a little further down. So I mean, I haven't really gotten into to him, but uh, um, I don't know that fellow's name. I do have it. I just um anyway. I just know he went off and at one point he took on the title of the prophet and would do these faith healings himself and oh, claim yeah. to have psychic he, he, powers. Oh, yeah, but then he started to fucking believe this shit, too. I think. that he uh, had the power. I, maybe he believed um, at the start. I mean, we want to go off and say Jim Jones was this, I he could heal. Uh, you know, yeah. Machiavellian mastermind, and some of the stuff you hear read about him kind of suggests that, but... No, I think he was flying by the seat of his pants, to be honest with you. I think he got lucky. People believed he was very charming and charismatic. And the then, charismatic part, and this yeah. is, when you look at... There are so many people seeking direction in life. And when mm -hmm. you can confidently give them a direction for sure and convince them that they're good, convince them that they're somebody and they're important and they're loved and they're, and that's what he did until it was time to like, Oh yeah. And now you're going to do what I want you to do. Uh, and, um, and again, it's only if you crossed them, right? Apparently right. he did what he said. He was great. Yeah, like if you were like to have sex with him when he told you, men or women, because he had uh, he didn't care. Uh, got a picture not... of him and his family. He's got yeah. a lot of adopted kids. It's, it's uh, basically the so United. He also adopted, yeah, African American kids. He adopted a um, Native American child. Yeah, I want to uh, say from, Asian, from the picture. Yeah, we've got looks like an A. It looks like I want to say like you know, a Korean, Indonesian, or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so a... yeah, it's a big family. It's a melting pot, right? Yeah. So. 
Um, but let's, so he, let's he talked that he walked the talk or walked. Oh, the yeah. I think he believed it because everything you read, like this guy got citations from like mayors and stuff for, for, okay. Let's, you know, let's talk about that. Since you're touching year. on this, right. Yeah, so, you know. Okay. Let's talk about the whole, at one time he was the head of the housing commission in San Francisco. Yeah. Which is a big deal, which is a big deal. And right? Harvey milk. Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah, I saw the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was a big fan of he was actually I believe he, yeah. I don't know if he was ever a member member of the People's Temple, but he I certainly don't think approved so, but of the he, work. He approved, but and that was one of the reasons that they Angela we'll Davis? Into, no. That black eye, I believe she's a black eye. Oh, yes, yes. I, be, yes, I believe she yeah. was well because he was fucking saying like look at, you know, no segregation. He actually would go to bat for people like who wanted to ride the bus. You know, who wanted to go to a fucking public school. Like the Black Panthers. Uh, and the Black Panthers, uh, he was still pretty white. But yeah, they, but they, they liked did have him. a little, they had, res- they had a little respect for him. I they think. had support for him. Yeah, Simpl- because, because again, he wasn't because afraid. Of- That's one thing about Jim Jones, not afraid. Well, he didn't give a fuck. If you were on all the Quaaludes, <laughs> if you were on that many Quaaludes, my friend, you wouldn't be afraid of anything either. This dude had like, he was not caring about nothing. <laughs> he was but let's let's about jim jones i'd okay. like to kind of go through i, I did a little bit about so sure. it's he's a, jim. of irish and welsh descent right his mother was both claim part cherokee so he claimed that he was part cherokee as well you so, mean james warren jones it was james warren jones jwj so, not to be confused with james earl jones who was probably the best voice ever yeah, that's right. You should talk to CNN. <laughs> and tonight, um, his father was disabled from military service. So, which this leads to, you know, this fucking horrific childhood that he endured under his uh, in the 30s. So, his father fought in World War One. Um, basically, his dad was, you know, due to being disabled, wasn't able to provide much for the family. Uh, hence they were poor as fuck and then he gets taken under this woman's wing her name is myrtle kennedy okay and she's the wife of a pastor and 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 he is like just a sponge and he is soaking up all of this information and uh he basically develops this attachment to her and she's like she is like he's going to church five times a week you know he's he's deep and he's only like 11 or 12 years old. And this is what right. we were talking about earlier, that I honestly believe he believed in what he was doing. He may have seen opportunities, sure. but it wasn't the he idea. Was a child. He was a child at this point. And, and yeah, like, and this woman was a little bit more, her husband was like a pastor. And uh, I think, what, what was it called? The Nazarene Church. Nazarene Church, yes. Yeah. So, and and then he got his involvement was from there, right? So, you're talking now into, you know, he's he's developing as a as a young man or as a child, like a teenager or a child, um, and here's where he's going. You know, he's he's getting attention. His father is not a, he's not well. And uh, anyway, he was also his father was also part of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> I didn't read that, but again, yeah, yeah. he was, yeah, he was he was actually a a pretty pretty high up member in the, the irony would be branch. pretty strong 
so it was and that was the other thing that is that jim made friends with black kids right and what happens well his dad is like uh jim and no so he recounts that his father argued over the issue of race and that uh what was it here oh yeah he would not allow any of the black kids into the house said nope they don't come around here get them off my property and he was vulgar with them right so and that stuck with him over the years and i think this is where you're seeing you know the jim jones of of going all right you know i i don't want to see segregation i want to see everybody treated equally right integration the other gration the other gration you know um and then in 52 he became a pastor uh, himself you know he followed this route and he he knew that that was what he wanted to do and he became a methodist i'm not sure what that means but i'm not familiar with the, the various form of christianity, of christianity. <laughs> but it was still christianity yeah, so it was yeah no a, and and this call um, plays into the christianity the the christian socialism idea right well i think he wasn't there yet i think he was like okay i i can be heard so this is when he starts to find he basically joins, um, he witnessed a guy doing faith healing. Yeah, right? this is the healing revival. Yeah, the yes. Seventh-day Baptist church. Yeah, you know those Baptists, they're a crazy bunch. Um, so yeah, uh, and he saw what happened, which was it attracted people. He loved to be able to do, so I never read about um, about him locking kids in in the law okay so but comment on that this is something about one of his friends from back in the day said jimmy was a weird kid and this is a weird kid but jimmy liked to be heard and jimmy liked to talk so Mm -hmm. that doesn't surprise me right like you're gonna listen to me i've locked the doors you're captive (laughs) audience now yeah you're just gonna kind of stay there while i talk and then you don't move as he's you know locking people up so he he, but he observes that this guy is like talking and talking the word of god saying he's going to heal people um and and making money something he doesn't have yeah and again not making money directly right this is all they're not necessarily going up and paying him for the healing but it's that idea that you know you're being your church is making the money but if you're in charge of the church that's right. And well, so, this guy's name, and oh, I have it here. So Joseph Madison Roz. Uh, and he was one of the leaders. Did you read about him? Yeah. Joseph Madison Bo B-O-Z. Oh, B-O-Z-E, Bo, sorry. Right? I like to call him yeah. Bozo. Yeah, but oh Bozo kind of taught him the ropes, right? So Jones sticks with this guy for a while and like fifty till 56. And where Jones is like, okay. Um you know, and that's when he basically says, uh, I'm going to do my own healing convention. Right. And this is where they start the people's temple. So after 56, that's when right. the people's temple yeah. gets set up. Well, and he, calls then he becomes it more activist. The miracles of faith healing sounds beautiful. And he hones his skills as a liar because that's what he's doing. He knows full fucking well he's not. So the, this is where they have this little gag. And you've seen this, you know, where like the faith healer. So they get names, the people that are taking people in go, okay, well, what, you know, their names, get the name tags. So is Jim in the audience? Jim? Jim? Oh, hello, hello. You've got the gout? (laughs) Right? 
I'm going to fix you up, Jim, real good. So, <laughs> and then they do their fucking thing. Does Jim get fixed? Who fucking knows? But, you know, he's going to say he had, he did because you're... Well, often it, if you're at these things, there's a yeah. good chance you're there because you yeah. are a believer. Or mass, like, you know, you're like, okay, well, yeah, anyway. Do you but, want to be the guy who goes off and tells Jim Jones he did not heal you? Because clearly the problem doesn't lie with Jim. Jimmy, that's right. he's divined by God. Clearly, you clearly. are a sinful, horrible person. Horrible and you're lucky we don't murder you right now deserve every minute of being murdered that's what i hear anyway that's what jim jones would say um so following this big convention he does his first church is the people's temple christian church full gospel later he's with names like that that's a lot of fucking name exactly like (laughs) imagine that as a website it's like dprk right the democratic people's republic of korea wow just could say it's it's just korea I don't know. North, yeah, North, just North, call Korea. It North Korea. Yeah. Let's just call it North Korea. How about that? So the name was later shortened to the People's Temple. <laughs> For good fucking reason, Jim. Nobody can fucking remember it. Fuck. Doesn't fit in a phone book. Anyway. That's so, right. Our shirts, our shirts that we write it on doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. So anyway, he gets a commission in 1960 uh, from Charles Boswell, who was the, like a human rights commission. He gets like this fucking um, director of the local. Yeah. The housing authority. It was the housing authority, right? The, yeah. So, the ch- yeah, he's appointed director of the local human rights commission. Okay. I thought it was the housing authority. But, and that's in yeah. Indianapolis. Because yeah. he was, so he's at this he point. He did the housing authority. At, that was in San Francisco. Yes. Um, at, at the point you're talking about, he is full activist at this. Oh, so, yeah. This he is knows not just it's him. helping him. Oh, it's certainly not hurting him, right? He's like getting he's going media. off. He's yeah. attracting all these he young loves people. It. Who Look at how he dresses. Look at how he dresses. He's such a machismo. His fucking little sunglasses on, his little fucking hair, like an Elvis wannabe, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, but you're right. He's 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 eating it up, right? Like, I mean, I think. Uh, uh, now, whether again. He's consistent regarding. So let's look in Jim's mind here. Let's try and peel back Jim's skull and say, okay, sure. Do you believe, for example, that he was a full-on racial justice guy? I believe he was. I believe so too. I mean, I don't like to believe that, but I, I think that he was. I think he was. Now, do you believe that he was in for the whole social equity? Like, do you believe that he honestly? I think so. I think. At the beginning, he he thought he could make a difference, and as as everybody else who does this thinks they can do. That's right. right. And know. then they learn the dark truth. Okay, so now yeah. let's talk about his faith healing and psychic powers. This is where I think things start to. He starts to learn that, you know, he can't get what he wants by trying to be good, but he can get what he wants by being manipulative. So there is that descent, right? So this is where yeah. uh, you see a bit of the rejection of the tenets of Christianity, right? So he talks about the Christian socialism. So 60s talks about the Christian socialism thing, right? Whatever right. the hell that is. And well, he, and he professes to be a communist. Definitely left. Like we're talking, he buried the needle left. Well, he, stuff he he full, about. And this is one of the reasons why he had to leave Indiana, right? Is one, he's, you know, Indiana is like not very, it's very conservative. Nope. It's it's not left at all. Yep. 
<laughs> so and he heads to, he heads to San Francisco, right? Where it's very progressive. At it's this very time. everything. Yeah, so it's okay to be black. It's a, well, still still problems, but you it's it's better. But you're with um, a bunch of other people who also have problems, right? So you've right. got the your gay uh, uh, homosexual you, community. You you've have, got your women's lib. You've got all this stuff. A bunch yeah. of people who are currently having problems who have basically been yeah. in the same area, which the message of social equality and racial justice would echo. Yeah. Well, and he started to get hated by the whites, plain and simple. Like swastikas are being painted on his door. You know, there's he's being threatened. There's verbal altercations. Uh, a lot of business owners are like, I don't want to let. So if if you they wouldn't let blacks into the their business, Jim would go there, like and be like, why aren't you letting? You know, he'd harass these yeah. these white very activists. Very. Oh activist. yeah, yeah. But he also knew that he would get a lot of feedback from that he also got a huge following of you know the colored you know group of uh, african-american and then you know other other individuals latino and it wasn't you know, just cultural. so the bulk of at the end yeah, of the no, day, it, was a, it was a whole bunch of ethnicities this it wasn't correct. but there the was bulk a, was african yeah yeah and i think you know or black americans what is the proper term I, Nowadays, I, use, use, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say African Americans anymore because, I mean, that's like me saying I'm a I'm an Irish Canadian. I'm so not. No, and and I don't I don't want to offend anyone. But yeah, I, I don't mean, know either. It's, it's, it's raw you know, ignorance here, folks. It's it's yeah. Well, no, it's it's the black community. I mean, when I, I mean, we have friends who are, you know, uh, there's a lot of times African because I mean their origins were from not from here. No, but and that's why you hear that you know, like it's African American. It's, it's I know, but I don't think that's I don't, I don't know if that's know. the politically correct term to use because again, we're talking ten generations, oh, right? Yeah. This this is not. I don't know. I honestly recent. don't. I I honestly don't know. Um, if you know what we should be called, I I want to say Black Americans, yeah. Black in America. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But it's not even just Black Americans. Like it's like Canadians. We don't. Well, say I don't African mean to Canadians. offend anyone. If that's, that's the case, that's not our intent. I want to Google that right now, but I'm afraid to. Don't. It's probably a bad idea. We'll wait for people to tell us we're being insensitive. Um, it's always the way. But I don't. I don't feel that there's anything to write. But maybe there is. I mean, I'm obviously not of color, so um, I don't think they like to be called colored. So, oh, but they do. Perhaps. The term is people of color, right? People so, of color. Yeah. P O P I P P O C. People of color, you know, yeah. Unlike us pale, pasty people. White's a color. White's the absence of color. It's, it's, no, no. <laughs> Black is the absence of color. White is all colors. Oh, no idea. I was trying to be... Oh, sorry. Did I step on something here, Phil? I have no idea. Anyway, back to Jim Jones. and Back to and, Jim. Okay, so he left Indiana yeah. and so, to San Francisco. Heads to San Francisco because, yeah, things are rocking. And uh, he, he notices that he's got quite a following of people on that East Coast. Like he's getting noticed all over the place. Yeah, the and, People's Temple, I think, at its height had 20,000 is what they're saying. 20,000 oh, yeah. followers. And, and, and in a lot of states. Right. So you're starting to see these guys like show up. This is before now, the Internet, folks. So this is, think about yeah, this. You Anytime like, you can have more than your little city. That's big. Yeah, you got you, There's no social media. There's no like, oh, hey. I'm doing something crazy and unique. Come and look. 
like no, there's ordered chaos podcast like and subscribe like and subscribe us. not our competition whoever they are yeah no, i don't know we need a rival <laughs> we need somebody to be like them dirt bags do we really need a rival though no i guess not but it'd be fun just saying um so yeah he he's he moves to san francisco things are going good for him for the most part however uh he doesn't shut his mouth and things are starting to look a little and he's changing his ways right so now we're moving into more of the 70s like the late 60s moving into the 70s so tell me what happens to his ideals of christianity because i I think you wanted to touch on that where where does he go with that so he really deviates far afield from Christian socialism, right? So right. as far as what Christian socialism is, it's kind of what you say. You take the Christian, basic Christian beliefs and you mix it with socialism. Sure. He deviates considerably from that. Again, That's now, a hard right. It's a hard right he takes. Oh, completely, right? At one point, uh, he openly rejects traditional Christianity and begins to publicly claim that he is God. He is the Messiah. He yeah exactly right so you know once you're at that point like we're through the looking glass folks that's going to cause all sorts of problems this is where you've heard the saying power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely absolutely yeah sure the true saying is what it ought to be is not that power corrupts power reveals so you want to find what a a person will be give them power and see what they do with it and Jimmy boy yeah he's doing really well. And the power goes completely to his head. He's yeah. claiming psychic powers, the, that he can cure cancer with a touch, right? He yeah. is completely and utterly. It makes me wonder, though. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs at this point. If he's trying to get to that next level, right? Like, you, if you look at, like, him as a person, and he's like, okay, I've got X amount of followers. How do I get to that next plateau of of followers well i'm not doing it i'm i'm doing the same thing but it's not working so now i have to step up my game i gotta step up my game so now i'm the i mean i don't believe he believed that shit i really don't think so i think that he did this this is a lot of show this is curious at what point the heavy drug use starts i don't don't know know if that starts when he moves to guiana but I think because yeah, he was high all the time again. High all the Diana, time there. But and I, but I don't know. I didn't really read that he was like a massive drug user. No, I didn't read that either. Not until now. He was San Francisco. Okay, so let's not kid ourselves. Well, you're in the land and of partying he did, here. I think he probably you know he wanted to be the cool dad, pastor, and he's probably out there partying. Maybe. Maybe who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but he um, made a lot of. Uh, political connections funny enough like i said the harvey milk right angela davis these were all yeah no he did for sure he was a well-respected pillar of the community up until a lot of stuff started to come to light well and most of this was in guyana for for a lot of like so basically he moved to guys so why did he move from uh, aside from well he, he went to brazil first Right? Did you read about that? So he he went to Brazil. Him and this fa- a bunch of them, and they they were basically doing like they were helping to build uh, you know waterways and 
and build homes and all this other shit. And they ended up stopping in Guyana for something. Um, so yeah, they went to Brazil. I can't remember the name of the, uh, they thought about actually setting up as well in Brazil. That was one of the ideas. But you know um, why they left San Francisco, period. Well, because they were they're being investigated, right? Eight members defected. Yeah. And then and all of a sudden you start having these, ex, these exposés yeah. starting to happen. Yeah. And right. there was the heat was getting turned on. Yeah. And um he wanted to to be away from where he could be, you know, per- prosecuted. Because there was also talks of sexual misconducts, right? So and apparently murders. There were some people that were found yeah. dead so, that were yeah. temple members. And whether or not the two things were related. I don't know. I didn't get deep enough into it. To... I didn't get deep enough either. I don't want to make this the murder podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the murder podcast, yeah. Well, the, uh, this is in the 60s where, you know, might as well start talking about Guyana and why they moved. I mean, they, it was big fear of nuclear war. Um, everybody was living in that bubble of, oh, fuck, like, is Russia going to, you know, you're still in the Cold War. It wasn't just one thing that prompted the move to create a socialist utopia. It was, again, the heat was going on in San Francisco. And by the way, Armageddon's coming, so we might want to be in a good place. And I I think that he fucking really, truly believed that. So in, in 1962, there was an article in Esquire magazine that said, all right, well, which city, if you were going to, have to be in a city what's the safest place which there is no safest place if if, if it all if all hell go you're delaying loose, the inevitable is what you're, you're doing yeah you're going to everything on earth will die so anyway um this other guy this william branham did you read about him he would make prophecies so jones okay. would follow this guy like he was like this dude is fucking legit so this this is where i start to go well fuck is he crazy? Is he a lunatic? There's part of me that's like, he's a fucking lunatic, but is he though? And, but it's when he believes this kind of shit where he's like, okay, well, he was influenced by this fucking Branham to like move to South America, that that was going to be the safest place to go. So, and that's where we're left with, but, um, and then he stopped in Guyana on his way to Brazil and was like, Oh, this is, and the Guyanans, they were like their government were very open with them. It was it was a British colony at the time. It helped. Um, he greased a lot of palms. Uh, did he? he was See, able, I didn't read that. So tell me. Yeah, what, yeah. So he was able. So stuff. Uh, they started the construction, and apparently, uh, he had uh, provided. He made an argument saying, "Hey, look, I've got all this money. I'm going to invest in Guyana, and I need you right. to loosen immigration restrictions." So he greased so many palms that uh, Guyanese, the, the Guyanese officials grant the temple permission to import cent- certain items duty-free. Do you know what he imported? No. People? Guns. Oh, guns. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And well, drugs. this goes along with his red brigade. Yes. You know, no, no cults complete without a, 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 a hitman squad, a hit you squad. You need some strongmen. Yeah. In that, right? Yeah. But he, because the Guyanans officials were so in his pocket, mm-hmm. he was able, anybody who wanted to leave had to really go had there. a hard time of it, right? Because it's like, okay, well, how do you leave? Well, Guyanan yeah. officials aren't going to help you. Well, and that's that's it. Um, I think that he he felt it was safe there. 
right? Like he had some safety. It was like his his cushion, so to speak. Of um, they're American, but they're expats now. They're they're. However, the American that was another you know? angle they played with the Guyanese uh, mm-hmm. to avoid uh, what was it? Uh, the dis so Guyana had a dispute with Venezuela. Right. And the idea was that if you were to set up a bunch of Americans near that disputed border, the chance they, of Venezuela rolling over because they yeah. don't want to anger the U.S. Right. Especially have a large population of. of yeah, we're talking what so. at its peak, a thousand people about. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, most of those people died, um, you know, um, so let's talk about the the actual jonestown now so you yep. have the people they got there shit is not what they expect and this is where shit starts to go sideways it is hard living you are in jungle and i got news for you trying to farm jungle it's tough. not fun it's a tough fucking go and the like the, the people from guyana are like oh god you guys are going to starve to death uh they're eating mostly rice which is brought like imported in like they're brought which is fine, provided it's supplemented with things with actual nutrition. Rice will keep but you alive yeah, until your teeth no. start falling out. Yeah. So, but they did start to do some things where uh, the church delivered Jones's rambling monologues while the people worked via in megaphone. the fields keep, during the day. Yeah. So you would listen to this guy. So this is where you start to go. You know, these people are being socially programmed. Yep. You know, it's it's happening. So in the they had to uh, uh, then go to mandatory propaganda classes at night. Yeah, they would have to go off and go to night masses or something just bizarre. Yeah. And it was enforced by armed the armed red brigade. And you wonder, OK, so you wonder about that. Were these people that were simply mercenaries that realized, hey, this is the side my bread is buttered on? Or were these true believers? No, I think they would be true believers. I think you're, you know, it would be an honor, right, to be one of these select few that that he trusts, right? His inner circle of trust, you know. Um, but yeah. Um, and then people start to get fucking like, we got to get out of here. Right. So what do they do? They start sending letters. Which are all all their letters and phone calls are censored. However, some actually make it through. A couple make it through to yeah. get our buddy, the hero of our story. Well, kind of. Senator, what's his fucking name? Leo, Leo Ryan. Ryan. Leo Senator Ryan. Leo Ryan. So yeah, so you've got enough people there that they've already kind of people. People are talking, right? Family members are talking. They're going to their Congress. They're saying shit's going on like we're not getting any info back and forth this is a time where you know it's not internet time like you get letters you know he was only a senator for like five years was he really 70 to 1973 to 1978 yeah well yeah it's kind of weird because you look at it it i didn't read anywhere where it kind of became militant because it does like become militant very quickly. Like it must be very quickly because there's armed guards. There's like, there's a lot. I heard about on. the barbed wire. Uh, now, whether that was true or not, there was actually a letter from survivors saying there was no barbed wire, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't really get into that. What are you um, going to do? Run into the woods and die. Yeah. Well, one survivor says that it became an armed camp, yep. right? Uh, ringed by volunteers with guns and machetes. 
any outsiders because people would get curious and including people from america would you know they're visiting guyana and go check it out i mean why not but they were not invited in you're not one of us um so yeah so then our hero with armed with his wits and little else and a camera crew and a fucking camera crew um is being told all these things and then he says fuck it i'm gonna go there why not and he does and they show up uh on november 17th 1978 yep and they receive a warm welcome very the dinner entertainment it was great it was great everybody there was food and drink and people were like you know so they put on a good show so jones is like you need to fucking be like happy um her <laughs> shit's gonna hit the fan here um yeah so then uh, the visit's called called short because uh one of the uh, residents uh, tries to stab mr uh mr ryan <laughs> which is funny because he was talking to residents and some of them actually were like hey hey we need out of here i want yeah can we go with yeah. you please yes. we're americans so and that's where he gets the attention then from the devout followers and then well what happens uh, somebody says fuck this we're gonna you know try to stab him he gets out gets out alive uh he's escorted back to their plane uh, uh and then what happens okay so here's where things get a little uh i don't know not crazy quite yet so he there are several he brought several of the followers with him yeah joan said yeah go ahead take them well which makes sense right why would you want dissidents go away okay fine you know but as we know with with our with jimmy he does not take that well at all no jimmy inside is very angry right now very angry and at this point by the way jimmy is literally a shell of himself by this date he's been on a lot of drugs uh just to talk about ludes a lot of lewd. So uh, here, let's see. What's the description? Uh, he has a possible lung infection. He is mm-hmm. abusing injectable Valium, quaalude stimulants, and barbiturates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uppers and downers, baby, all day long. He's lost 30 to 40 pounds, although apparently near yeah. this date, he actually looks kind of puffy, and they talk about swelling in the extremities. He's had a couple strokes. Oh, wow. yeah, this guy, and he doesn't sleep. Guess what? Turns out when you're all effed up on drugs, you don't sleep. You're not a sleeper. Yeah. So he is absolutely so his natural, you know, anger at betrayal has been amplified to 11 at this point, right? He's sure. screwed up. Ryan, unfortunately, because of the people he was bringing back, had to get a second plane. Mm-hmm. So instead of leaving when he ought to have, yeah, he had to wait. Right. Well, that gave Jimmy time to stew. So Jimmy send some of his red brigade guys well from what i read they escorted them to the planes yep right so they they were there they were like oh yeah well it's not safe we'll let we'll take you and you're you're you know everybody's kind of nervous like all of the members are like uh we're gonna get the fuck out of here <laughs> like, and uh, then what happens okay so this Board is where I, i've read different sort of different accounts in one case you've got a dump truck driving up with more of the followers that jump out and start machine gunning things. I did read that, but I don't think that's true. 
I don't know if that's, a, this is one of the things I read. Ultimately, you have gunmen show up. Now, funny enough, when you talk about the guys who escorted them, mm-hmm. one of the fellows who escorted them was a, a buddy named Larry Layton. Right. And this was one of the guys who escorted the senator back and was actually in the plane. He when, got shot like multiple times. Right. So yeah. you have gunmen show up, they're starting to shoot. And this guy yeah. actually turns and start shooting back. Uh, no, I don't, a, I don't remember that. I, no, 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 not shooting back. Larry Layton, it was the one person convicted of all this. Oh, of so shooting. he was actually there. And he started huh. shooting in the plane when the other gunmen showed up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they there were wounded who were shot and then they they escaped. Uh yeah. one from NBC, a woman and her his aide actually, who it's funny yeah. enough became took a spot later on. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So um, the, but they, they were basically just peppered with fucking submachine gun. They rounds. did not spare any bullets. This was total accuracy yeah. by volume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and poor uh, Leo did not make out so well. No, he was he was killed. Um, they, they, yeah, there were survivors because you got to remember there's ten of these people who wanted to leave. Yeah. Um, and some of them survived too. Uh, yeah, Jack Speary was his aide. Uh, he suffered five gunshots. Yeah, and is now congressman representing California's 14th district. Um. And then Jones knows all hell is breaking loose. And, and actually is... use, uses this to convince people. So a bit of a backstory. Mm-hmm. Turns out the Joneses were practicing this event called the White Knight. They were. And I wanted to get into that. because Yeah, so why it's... don't we go into that? Because that sort of plays into so, this other part here. Yeah, so survivors had talked about that, you know, Jones had, had done this in the event that they were going to be taken over. They called it a revolutionary suicide. I was going to say the term revolutionary suicide. That's similar to the idea where you have uh, these Buddhist monks, for example, who light themselves on fire. That's right. right. They're they're sticking it to the man. It's dying dying for the cause. And so there were a a number. Now, I don't know how many, but he was almost like Pavlov salivating dogs, right? He was was conditioning these, these people. And they actually would do dry runs and people didn't know if it was like poison or not. So they go through this with the flavor aid and they not Kool-Aid folks, the flavor aid, not Kool-Aid flavor. The guy couldn't even spend the money no. on Kool-Aid. No, this is like puffed wheat versus right. sugar crisp. So sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Puff wheat for oh, puffed yeah. wheat. powdered milk oh god damn um anyway i'm hard to get that out of my mind uh so yeah so they practiced this and people would do it and then they were all relieved because well they didn't die they didn't die so they had also now i'm not sure how they did this but they used a, a, a mixture of cyanide and a uh put like a paralysis uh put noxie out uh, that was the combination. Oh, okay, well, let me just uh, double check. Yeah, it 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 made you pass out basically. The cyanide took. But what I found cyanide really, and sedatives and sedatives. Yeah. So what I yeah. found interesting is Jim Jones because you can't just buy cyanide. And they use that apparently on the children. So the mix of the cyanide and the sedatives. Yeah. Uh, were used in syringes on the throats of children. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they, they, um, he had to get a jeweler's license. Did you read that about was, I did read about that. I was like, that's and how he acquired that much. The amount he used to be of cyanide. He has one. Yeah, he had a jeweler's license. So he could buy, because they use cyanide to clean jewelry. I had no idea. I had no fucking clue that cyanide was. But you can buy cyanide if you are a jeweler for that purpose. And there's a certain amount. So he just kept buying cyanide and fucking stocking it up. And, and there you go. But, well, do you uh, know what the symptoms of cyanide poisoning are? No, I don't. Isn't it you the white nails? Yeah. Overall weakness, nausea, confusion, headache, difficulty breathing, seizure, loss of consciousness, or, 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 or cardiac arrest. And it all depends on the dose. So I suspect Jeez. Jimmy had it figured out that how much they tested. I so I don't know how they tested. I, yeah, I don't know how they tested it either. I don't. They, it's not the internet, perf- right? No, this is not the. The, the only way you're going to test this is grab some unsuspecting guy, Annie. All those monkeys he was selling. He's like, I got to get rid of the monkeys. Yeah, I think the monkeys were the people that live there. The fucking well, I suspect people's temple. And I suspect he used them. Any dissidents, he figured out the dose. Because when you're planning out your white night, your test firing, your suicide plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But so it was, they were conditioned. Maybe there was a part of them that went, oh, this isn't going to, you know, but they're also confined with armed guards. Not everybody went willing when the call went out to. Right. I I think there would have been pandemonium. And uh, yeah, I didn't get into. How many people were actually shot? Uh, Jim Jones. It was a surprisingly small number from what I heard. Uh, I remember reading yeah. it somewhere, but it, you'd think it would be a larger number than the bulk of people did drink the flavor aid. They did, yeah. Uh, and But not all of them died. So uh, one one of the people that survived was this older woman who was like in bed sick. She's she, she the one who slept in? She, yeah, she, she, missed slept, she missed the whole thing. She gets up and it's like this eerie quietness because everybody's fucking dead. There was another fellow um, who had a hearing aid who he was part of hearing, so he didn't actually know they were all getting the death notice. Weird. Which because he advertised. So Jimmy goes on and basically he's telling people, okay, two things. One, um, we're all committing suicide. And FYI, we just killed a senator. Oh yeah, so the we, U.S. is yeah. going to come in, and they're going to mutilate your corpses. Like this is bad. Yeah. You're all screwed. Yeah. You're the only all way dead. we can strike back because that he yeah. used that. Whether it was the intent of silencing uh, Ryan was to use that as the excuse to do the suicide, mm-hmm. but he leveraged it when he was talking about the suicide, saying, "Okay, by the way, we're all screwed. The U.S. Yeah. is going to roll in on us and screw us. For and sure, you don't want to go to a U.S. prison or or Guantanamo." Who knows? Well, I don't know if they had Guantanamo, but you're in Guyana, so I suspect the Guyanese, the, the Guyanese, yeah, they Guyanese. probably don't have a great penal system. That's yeah, awesome. So more than 300 children were killed. Excuse me, um, which is pretty sad. Um, and once again, two thirds of the population were black or mm-hmm. African American. Not sure the term we should use, so I'll use both. Um, and your bets, you are so gonna get yourself in trouble. I don't know, I know what they used to, be... to call them. I'll use that term and every term since I, then. No, I well, I you know, I, I'm just trying, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know either. So I'll, I'll Sorry to put you on the spot, Phil. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're racist. The next morning, Guyanese, uh, I'm not racist. God damn it. Um, they fucking command guns ready and everybody's dead. It's like something out of a horror movie. Everybody. Now, okay, let's talk about everybody's dead. What about Jimmy? How did Jimmy make out? Jimmy did not take the flavor aid. Jimmy took a bullet, whether it was by his own hand or someone else's. Um, so much for being a messiah, because uh, you're fucking dead, as you should be. But it's a crazy story. It's almost like unbelievable. You know, it, it's because. Well, you see these cults, and it, it's so fucking crazy. How well, good you want to talk about can... crazy, right? So we have the flavor aid thing, which yeah. you know is not the first time people have gone off and drank poison, right? Okay, fine, mass suicide by drinking right. poison. Okay, there was the in Georgetown, Guiana. Right. There was a uh, people's temple there, which I guess might have served as one of the principal recruiting elements for the area, so that they could come in. Perhaps you know, because yeah. you're not flying into the compound, you're coming to an airfield, so you're going to the Georgetown mm-hmm. Temple, and then you're being shuttled out to Jonestown, right? Right. Okay. Sharon Amos, she's there at the temple. Jones gets on the blower saying, hey, folks, white night, time to do it. So the people who drank the Kool-Aid or the Flavor Aid mm-hmm. got off kind of easy. So oh. Sharon, basically it was uh, her and her three children. Oh, okay. Okay. So she had uh, uh two uh two young kids right and one older one older daughter so she took her children upstairs the two young kids slit their throats oh fuck yeah yeah okay we'll get this i didn't read about this at all yeah no this and this is even worse okay so she slit the throats of her young kids which is pretty horrible right once they were dead her older daughter and her stood facing each other and cut each other's throats what the fuck? I know. Oh, my dear Lord. Apparently, <sighs> her, the only one crazy or as crazy as uh, Sharon was her daughter, Leanne. I mean, the fact to stand across from your mother, knife on the razor on throat. It's it's not even conceivable. Exactly. You know? And Leanne actually, like, she survived for several minutes. So her her the more the wounds were mortal but she actually survived for several minutes afterwards so right. she got to say hmm this was not as fast as i thought i wish i drank the flavor aid uh yeah i you know i yeah these are people with families like they were families they oh they're all children. dead don't worry so sharon yeah. made sure everybody yeah. in her family was dead that's fucked is what that is you know and and that's what these stories like if you read you know, Branch Davidian or like uh, the, the what's the sun, the solar te- is it the soul, the ones out of Quebec that was one branch of it, the solar temple, or I don't know. I there don't was know. one another cult, similar idea to the Branch Davidians. Big thing's gonna happen, we're all gonna, yeah, but you can get people to do just about fucking anything, and it's it's surprising. And who knows, maybe I'm not strong, you know, maybe I could fall victim to one of them. I mean, there were smart people. There were intelligent people that, you know. It's not going to be you, right? But it's never you. It's no. never you, right? Oh, you would do, you wouldn't fall mm-hmm. for that tripe. You would be the one to say, yeah, no, what am I doing? Usually by the time you're down that rabbit hole. It's too late. Right? 
it's too late. Yeah, you're already sure. Yeah, you if yeah. you didn't pull your shoot when you're saying, you want me to what now? <laughs> well, not even what what now. You're like, okay, this sounds cool, but y'all look kind of odd. I think Spidey sense is tingling. I'm gonna back away. Once you yeah, and get I've into this, once some... you're moving to Ghana to set up your socialist compound. Well, they were it, they were sold on the fact that it was going to be like you said a utopia. You know, it was going to be a utopian sort of uh, place of of worship and love and blah, yeah. Blah, would you like blah. to know some of the death letters? Sure. So some of the okay, uh, okay. What is it? Here we go. Uh, what's her name? Uh, somebody named Moore said, I am at a point right now so embittered against the world that I don't know why I am writing this. Some, someone who finds it will believe I am crazy or believe in the barbed wire that does not exist in Jonestown. We died because you would not let us live in peace. Jonestown, the most peaceful, loving community that ever existed. Jim Jones, the one who made this paradise possible. Much to the yeah. contrary of the lies stated about Jim Jones being a power hunter, sadistic, mean person who thought he was God of all things. His hatred of racism, sexism, elitism, and mainly classism, it will prompt him to make a new world for the people, a paradise in the jungle. The children loved it. So did everyone else. Yeah, and that sounds like... And she's drinking Kool-Aid. So FYI, she did this before she drank the Kool-Aid. Just yeah. She's like, okay, I'll write it the letter. All right, good. Uh, the fact that you would end your own life based on the belief system of another human being is unfathomable to me. I, I just, it doesn't, um, or your children. Forget about yourself for a minute. Forget about yourself. There's but, nothing I wouldn't do for my children. And, and okay, so that well is deep. However, you know. let's assume, let's try to put ourselves in a perspective here. Okay, sure. you're in a terrible situation. Right. Have you ever read The Road with Cormac McCarthy? No. Cormac McCarthy, essentially, Terrible thing happens, world screwed, and this guy. Oh, I don't think I watched the movie. Son, yeah, fair enough. That was a sad so, fucking movie. Yes, well, That's it, it does the... end. It does end on a slightly brighter note because it, you know ish. when he's dying. Yeah. Well, it, okay, oh, but God. at least the kid doesn't isn't standing there. The reason Mortensen. why there was one bullet left in the gun was so the kid oh. could kill himself. Yeah. Because the dad was like, I don't know what to do. Like I and he, he that idea that if you knew yeah. your kids were going to be the uh, captured sold into slavery murdered mutilated whatever horrible thing you could imagine to your kids wouldn't you say i'm not going to let that happen i am going to make the brave choice and i'm going to keep you from suffering i don't know i don't know if i could i don't know maybe i could maybe i couldn't but that's I, so I, think about that's, it in that, that perspective, is the, right? yeah i'm trying to think in my own perspective like I think they're know, starving yeah. there's no food yeah. they're going to starve to death i guess that i have hope well, everybody, so that's the thing, right? Hope is a beautiful thing because you hold on to it, yeah. right? It keeps you going and it keeps you going day after day until My eventually- dad used to say, hold hope in one hand and a, and a shit in the other. Which one weighs more? <laughs> Whimsical fella. But the wisdom he, he of Dell. He would tell you that, yeah, he would tell you that, you know, you need to figure things out. You can't just wait and hope for things to happen. No. And you um, also, I've, I'm a firm believer and you shouldn't give up. I, no, I just. Liz talks about the apocalypse. She says, you know what? If it's my, I hope we go in the nuke. I'm like, so my bunker is no good, is what you're saying? We're going to hunker in my bunker. 
Yeah. But I'm do you want to live in that world, right? Where it's like, okay, no, I get it. Got- I, and, and to be in that situation, like, even if you look at the Holocaust and you yep. look at like the crazy, like these people didn't give up and, and the craziness of, of what they must've went through and watched it separated from the children, like how horrific, you know, I just, I listen to, to people talk about all the problems that they have. And then I think we have no problems. There is we no, have first world problems, my friend. There's yeah, well, the Wi-Fi is bad in the area of the house you're in. You know, like I remember growing up, and it like as bad as it, it it I thought it could have been, it wasn't anywhere near. And like say, uh, you know, people in Syria or any of the or Afghanistan, Afghanistan, or any of the these whole places. middle. Just draw a circle around the Middle East and say yeah. there, except for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and even then, and even no, then, the it poor, depends on who you are. The poor are poor. You know, the yeah. rich are very rich. But you know, it's hard to 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 fathom like what. And and I believe he started this Jim Jones guy started off thinking that he was he was going to change the world and he was going to do a good job. And like you said, you said earlier, you said you know they all you know the measure of a man is when you give him enough power to see what he it does reveals. It, it reveals all that. It reveals all that. Yeah. So. But he is an enigma for how he wanted to treat people well and, and equal rights and then all of it, like be willing to sacrifice over 900 people. I don't know the exact number. I think it was 918 people in total. It's fucking crazy. Let me see. I'll see if I can pull up. Uh, yeah. Now, I, everything I've read, there's actually several. Uh, uh, 909. 909. Okay, there you go. Now, at the it settlement. Now, I'm assuming the four that died in georgetown would make that 913 but i don't know i think it, it was 918 with all the people that died on the tarmac oh the, gotcha so all take maybe yeah, that's gotcha. the number i'm thinking i yeah, i think that sounds total. right that all the taken together yeah because that actually works out too. but it's it's just a you know a man that was capable of such good and then you think like you had 918 souls at your disposal and you fucking like took all of them jesus Hallelujah. Fuck. He did think he was Jesus. He did think he was Jesus. He thought he was fucking God. And that is why religion is dangerous. Yeah. It can give purpose. It can create good works. But unfortunately, uh, in some cases, you have it where uh, yeah. it also, which is, again, the irony that you look at how often religion is used as a method of uh, inequity and yeah. justice, right? And sure. here was Jim saying, you know what? I'm going to turn Christian socialism into a thing where we're going to integrate everybody. And we're it's got to be a beautiful be, world out be there. Beautiful. And, I'm and on that note, your cancer's cleared. What are we doing next week? Okay. Jones. So I think we need to bring it back a bit. So oh. diving down the Jim Jones. Well, yeah. Okay. Knights Templar. Didn't we do Knights Templar? I hope we didn't. I know we've talked about it. I don't think we've okay. actually done the Knights Templar. Well, uh, you know well, what? Let's I'm do sure it. We haven't. Pretty, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure. No, I think I think you're right. I don't think we have. I don't have a tab in my no. notebook for it. So I've been wanting to do Knights Templar since Christ was a cowboy. Okay, well, we'll do it. Okay, and nice on that Templar. Note, thank you very much for watching the OC. I'm Phil, my co-host, Corey. Thank you for listening to the Jones Massacre, Jonestown Massacre. Very sad story. And I hope we didn't offend anyone who is of color, um, black or white or whatever the case may be. I don't know. <laughs> that was Phil Orton, the chief apologist of Ordered Chaos. Oh, you used my last name. Oh, shit. You got to edit that out. I do. All right. So we'll start over. Hold on. You ready?
Thank you very much for watching. I am Phil. This is my co-host, Corey. And tonight, we talked about Jonestown Massacre. It was very sad. Um, and next week, Knights Templar. Knights Can't Templar, wait. baby. Let's do it. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All right. We'll see you next week. Take care, folks.